Hello, 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 guys. Welcome back to the No BS Podcast with your hosts, Luis and Daniela. Daniela, how are you today? I'm good. I mean, we, we're having some technical difficulties, but I'm good. I On just my noticed... end or your end? Um... Um, probably my end because I have <laughs> shitty internet. I just Same. noticed your sweater says, does it say pugly Christmas yeah, sweater? it has a cute little pug. I'm going to cry. I'm going to cry. I it's know. so cute. So anyone listening has, out there, if you want to get me a Christmas present or a birthday present, because, you know, it's the 30th of December, give me a pug, um, preferably adopted at adopt, uh, adoption shelter, because, you know, save the animals. Um, sorry, I interrupted you. What were you saying? <laughs> I was going to ask, how are you? <laughs> I'm great. I'm better than ever. I hope you guys listening are doing well because the holidays are coming or Christmas is coming. And hopefully, hopefully you guys got your Christmas shopping done because before you know it. It's January 1st and COVID will be over and Donald Trump will be out and all good positive things will be coming. But um okay. I don't <laughs> sure know. I'm just is. like just rambling. Kidding. I'm exactly. I'm just rambling at this point. You know, there's lots to talk about because lots. Salt Lake City, you know, another great episode. And then the season finale of Real Houses of Atomic, and then the season premiere of Real Houses of Atlanta. So I'm sure all you Bravo uh, fans. We're fucking living the way I was because it was everything. What did you think about the three shows that we watched in the past week? Beautiful, magnificent. I mean, I think the universe, the universe had to end Potomac because I feel like Atlanta and Potomac just can't exist <laughs> together because they'd be too powerful. So I feel like the universe was like, no, Potomac needs to end now because I feel like we would probably... We would implode. It was we would just, implode, it would exactly. And you know what the funny thing is that, I don't know if you remember earlier earlier in the year, they postponed the premiere. Like, Potomac was supposed to start earlier. And I'm glad they did because, <laughs> look at this, look at this. And I know Salt Lake City, we're on what, episode four? I feel like Salt Lake City only got like nine episodes. That's what I heard. Yeah, it's, and it's then something it, like 10 and then like the two, three part reunion. So yeah, it's not so a lot. 13, it's yeah. like way less than a, a regular <laughs> season. So we're going to be losing her soon, too. And, and then I, um, I think OC is also airing, but we don't watch that. We don't. <laughs> or at least I don't. I know you like. I don't know. <laughs> exactly. Um, um, no, I'm not watching it this season. So no. <laughs> exactly. Like everyone else watching, bro. But um, I think we're just going to get started. Or else this episode is going to be a five hour long episode. So let's start off with Real Houses of Potomac. <sighs> Oh, God, where do I begin? Okay, so the episode starts off with Giselle and her daughters, and they're decorating, and Giselle's like, oh, you know, are you happy? The holidays, you know, holiday season, Jamal's coming, and honestly, they don't give a fuck what's new. Eddie and Wendy are on a date night. They take shots. I don't care. Robin is setting up for the event, and it's it's kind of like, okay, I don't know if I'm just watching as, like, a super fan. It almost, like, makes me think that she knew something was coming, like, because she talks about having these winter wonderland parties all the time every year and yet we're five seasons in and this is the first time we're seeing you host a holiday party it, it felt off to me i don't know did you make anything of it or was it like whatever have they ever have they ever filmed during this time or am i stupid no but that's the thing don't they film i think they film usually at the same time so or do they change True. filming dates no i feel like they always, like right it depends yeah, like Beverly Hills used to be shot in the summer, but now they're shot during like the holidays kind of almost. And now obviously because of this year, their filming schedule has changed. But um, because I, I think know, allegedly, I think allegedly the fight happened in March. So like March, 
March, April, May, June, July, August, September, October, November. Like it's December. What year? Like what? I don't know. It was off to me. That's, oh. it's, it's all irrelevant, but I just found it to be weird. But um, anyways, moving on. So Monique <laughs> meets up with her therapist, and she's there to talk to um, she's there to talk to her, basically about the fight, and she's trying to overcome this and trying to get back into her normal stuff because she hasn't been eating and it's just a whole mess she tells her that she feels isolated and hurt from the group of girls and she feels like she's constantly trying to prove herself which i mean we've seen that time and time again they really don't care for her they're haters and the therapist just says basically like there's a wall up there and you need to like let it go or else like they're never going to truly feel like they know you or be able to get to know you at this point in her talking head the uh, producers ask her if she feels remorseful and she doesn't she laughs and she's like or she doesn't laugh that's later on but she's like no i don't i don't i don't feel remorseful and i know you watching it were like people who watching it were like this is exactly why we don't like you because you don't care and we'll get into that but um Mm, we'll get into that at the end okay (laughs) the reason is that she felt like she did what she had to like she was defending herself others don't see it as that but i guess that's why people have opinions everyone's (laughs) entitled to their opinion so michael and darcy, i'm just laughing <laughs> i don't know why i don't know if it's at me or with me but anyways um so then we see michael and ashley and they are taking pictures of baby dean because he's officially five months old and she you know they talk about the relationship apparently it's going great and then they kind of get into the drama ashley tells michael about the wig shift party he's hung up on the title of it he's like wait shifted wigs wig shifting what is it called um which is again irrelevant i just like the dumb shit that i noticed i don't know anyways so then ashley like explains to michael like the whole situation with the wig party and how they mm-hmm. feel like it's a setup um michael takes this opportunity to say that candace gets to be a victim for another day which i mean wrong. <laughs> oh my god and then ashley tells him like hey so allegedly you know apparently juan is gonna propose to robin and then he gets on his high horse and he's like nope it's not going to happen. That's not possible. I know some stuff. He's kind of like <laughs> alluding to some secret. What did you make of this? Uh, okay, first of all, Michael Michael seemed off to me the entire episode. Like, I was like, dude, are you like fucking high? Are you drunk? Like, oh. what's happening right now? I don't know why. Maybe you didn't see it that way. But when he was like, when he was like the shift wigging, the wigging shift party. And I was like, <laughs> what the fuck is he talking about? Like, I was like, Michael... I know you're trying to be playful, but you don't seem playful. You seem like, you seem a little drunk. You seem a little like on something. I mean, he did have a Corona in his hand. So he might have, probably could have been his fourth, fifth. I mean, we don't know. (laughs) Probably. So, um, yeah, I was like, what, why is he saying like that? Like, why is he, um, I have an opinion about that, but once you get to the party part, I'll, express it yeah, but it was, i was just like i do get dude, what you're saying you're he was, was kind of off he was like it was weird he was weirder than his regular weird self yes just say that um, <laughs> i'm glad you noticed though so, <laughs> so after that candace hangs out with her mom they get their nails done and she basically tells her that she's ready to have kids she's ready to buy for buy her forever home you know i was telling my sister <laughs> my brother that this is her way of like um tying loose ends to her storylines which is she really trying to have kids because she says she's ready all the time like this entire season she's been talking about how i'm ready i want I, you know oh i gosh. want my own home i want her family home but it's like are we buying this is she gonna be pregnant next season maybe who knows <laughs> she, well she's trying to keep that champagne glass so probably. they did 
They did buy a home. They did purchase a home. Which she dedicated. I don't know if you saw the hashtag. Her one of her 50, 100 uh, hashtags that she had on her post. She said, I thought a hating, I thought a hoe was hating or some shit. Obviously, you know, dedicating that post to (laughs) Ashley, which congrats about your home. We're happy for you. I mean, when I buy my home, I'm not going to be worried about the people. That, exactly. Like, That's what I mean. Like, it's so weird. Like, you're so petty. Like, we get it. Your life is on the show, but your show shouldn't, the show shouldn't be your life. Anyways, so after that, Karen um, talks to Ray because she's going to be going to, correct me if I'm wrong. She said, where was she traveling to? Bitch, all I know, she was going to the Homestyle Network. Yeah, she was going to HSN because probably, who knows? I don't care. But she was going to HSN (laughs) because she's going to be selling her fragrance, um, La Dame, which like grandma. It's $80. I'm not going to find out because I'm not going to pay (laughs) it. But um, she's basically telling Ray that she's upset about how the party went down because she feels like they were ganging up on her or a gangbang, as she calls it. (laughs) And then this is the thing that I like. This is the issue that I have with Karen. When she says or does something, like her actions they never line up with what she's trying to do it's all like fake um exactly like smoking mirrors like it's all it just seems all fake to me so her trying to defend herself by saying you know to the group uh the group text that text of her explaining you know i want you to come at this time and i want you to come at this time i'm like this doesn't seem real like this is a bunch of bullshit you know they cut to the scene where she's at hsn selling her shit congrats <laughs> i don't really care like i don't know what did you make of this whole situation hey. I think it's funny when when you get defensive about something, it's like, why are you getting so defensive? You know, like if you know you're right, you know you're right. But I get the same way. But at the same time, girl, you don't have to provide screenshots. We all know what you were trying to do. Which and I just think it's funny. It's because Candace then later on in the episode says that she called her. And said, yeah. Yeah, come at this time. So I'm like, Candice, I need you to show us your call lock to show us that she did call you. And <laughs> Bring the receipt. Exactly. Um, I think, and then they even asked her, what would you have done if she did show up? But she's like, I would have made sure to take care of it beforehand. And I was like, it's like, girl, no, shut up. Karen, you're full of shit. And they see right you through are. you. And like, come on, get it together. She's a um, snake. After that, Juan and Robin go see their therapist. This is just the seasons of therapists. And I love it. Mental <laughs> health check. You guys need to get on it. I need to see a therapist. So if you guys know one, um, hook me up. But um, to me, this scene was, I don't want to say funny, but it, I find it funny how it's the season finale. And now you guys are deciding to see a therapist, account, like a counselor for your marriage. Like, isn't it that you're you. supposed to lead up to like, like he's obviously spoiler. He proposes exactly. to her and they, they're going to get married. But like, don't you start counseling before you take this leap of faith? It made no sense. <laughs> They're all backwards. They're, I don't know. They're always backwards. I mean, just come on. <laughs> worry about your tax problem. That's what you need to do. Um, After that, you know, they talk about the relationship. I feel kind of bad for both of them because she starts going in on their relationship, how it used to be, you know, um, having to essentially like almost be a single mom and like take care of her two kids. And you could tell that Juan is bothered by this. He's like, well, don't act like our marriage is great. And she's yeah. like, I didn't say that. And they're kind of just going back and forth. But he kind of takes ownership of his bullshit nonsense. And he's like, you know what? We'll do better. And the therapist is like, yeah, do better. And they're just like, yeah, we'll do better. And it's, again, a scene we didn't really have to see, a scene we didn't really care for. It's just too much. I was uncomfy. I was very uncomfortable. I did feel for her when she started crying. But I was very uncomfortable. I was like, Juan, like... 
you cheated on her like these these bravo men are shit i need to get on there and prove to people that men can be great because like he gave the same kind of lame excuse that every other man has said, oh my god given the Honestly. well i feel like you weren't there as a wife and it's like shut the fuck up y'all are trash next so the after only that- one- <laughs> <laughs> sorry i'm so sorry hold on the only one that's not trash because i have to defend him is chris samuels okay we stand, trash. Chris we stand. We love and him. we stand even more because I think during the reunion he comes for all the wives and other husbands. Exactly. So thank you for doing the Lord's work. So after <laughs> that, um, so after that, it's the night of the party. I'm drunk. If you couldn't tell, I'm Michael right now. So it's yes. the night of the party, and everyone's arriving. Candace is in the car with her man, and she's like, she tells the driver, um, "Don't be alarmed. <laughs> I'm gonna prep my voice," <laughs> and she starts like doing her little uh, singing prep. I don't even know. And she, it, I find it super ironic. I don't know if you noticed this, but in this episode, there was a lot of like people said something or said they weren't <laughs> going to do something. And then they did the complete opposite. It was a mess. Cause she's like, <clears throat> there's no reason for me to be yelling tonight. I'm not yelling. And then 20 minutes later, <laughs> she's screaming at the top of her lungs. Stop. She's talking to her man, Chris. And she's like, Karen called her or Karen called me to say that, you know, fix up the time. Just again, trying to make Karen out to be the villain, which isn't too hard because Karen is a clown. (laughs) So everyone's at the party. Michael starts grilling Giselle about Jamal. He's like, where is he? Like, he doesn't need to be here. Potomac with you. What is this nonsense? And they're like, Michael, Michael, get a drink. You're talking too much, which I'm like, thank you, Michael. You might not be holding a champagne glass, but you're putting in the work. Okay. (laughs) He wants a champagne glass, apparently. <laughs> well, give him one. I think he deserves it at this point. Take Wendy's. And then Michael, just it was the night of Michael. Michael's just the talk of the town. Because then Michael goes, oh, so I hear that you're going to let Candace sing. How nice of you. And then we see Michael talking to Eddie. And he's like, he's telling one, wait, have I met Eddie? And one is like, no, because you didn't go to the to Candace and Chris's engagement party or whatever the fuck they had. What was, what party was that? Their anniversary party. Their anniversary party, party, yeah. And he's like, oh yeah, you're right. Why would I be there? I don't want to have to deal with those fuckers. And he's just, at this point, he's taking a, he's drinking maybe one, two, three Coronas. Shot after shot. Exactly. So we see the alcohol flowing. So after that, we see Giselle and Ashley talking to Michael and they're like, so Michael, you keep saying that it's not going to happen. What's up? What's the tea? Spill. And he's like, no, yeah, you know, I love one. He's a homie. And it's, it's just not going to happen. It's just we know that he's had issues with relationships and being um, oh my God. basically like what what is what was that? Like he basically tells us that like he's had problems with being faithful and whatnot. So he's just like not the type to be a husband. And then Giselle gets up, goes, interrogates one. Um, he needs to go take a piss. So he goes and it's just a bunch of nonsense, whatever okay the comment this is my funny random moment which it's not so funny but i was like girl why did you say that when michael is talking to ashley and giselle about them like not knowing the realty according to him she goes oh my god do i do i need to grow a dick and then you'll tell me and it's like <laughs> be like ashley you know the situations like you know the situation that your man is in and what people talk about him and what they say about him like did you really need to make that comment like it was just uncomfortable i don't i don't know i didn't get it then Sharice walks in. You're like dying over here. Yes, because I, I don't know the way you're explaining it. I was just like, yeah, Michael's fucking stupid. Michael's fucking stupid. It's just a mess. Come on. I'm like rooting. I'm not even like, I don't care about him. Let's put that out there. I don't care for him, but I care for Ashley. So therefore, I feel like, I, you know, I have to care about him a little bit. So just Michael, do better. So then Sharice walks in and then 
I just wanted to note that because we've seen her throughout the season. We saw her at the the um that party that mm-hmm. Wendy hosted. But you know, the editors edited her out because she's a shit starter with Monique. So um, there you go. Then uh, Candace starts performing, and this is the most cringiest shit of of all time. I don't know what was happening. The <laughs> mic wasn't working. The DJ was not turning up the music. The backup vocals and. It's just a mess. And then, of course, we see Michael. He's like, can I get another Corona? Can I get another Corona? And I don't know if you <laughs> noticed this, but they mentioned the fact that it was an open bar like a thousand times. Yes. She's like, um, I'm paying for you guys' drinks. Open bar. Open bar. On me. Open bar. Which and I was I like, want- um, at Chris and Monique. At, at Chris and Candace. Sorry. Yeah, I was going to say, at one point, uh, Candace agreed. And she's like, yeah, guys, it's an open bar. And I'm like, oh, so now you feel comfortable saying it because... <laughs> This is your first time saying it. You've never got to say it before. You broke ass. <sighs> She's funny. <laughs> okay, so after that, Juan finally proposes. And I wrote it down. I put Wendy is a buffoon because then she starts yelling at the top of her lungs. It's like she won the lottery. Giselle had to push her back and be like, move, move. <laughs> and then I would have reacted the same way. Okay. But like, okay, I told my sister, I hate how everyone was trying to make it about themselves, but I'll get into that. Um <laughs> And then, of course, we see Michael t- telling Eddie, did he? Did she say yes? Did she say yes? It's like, why are you being like this? Chill out. Oh, God. I was like, you are not, you are not making it look good for you. You know the blogs are going to be. I know. Like, what is this? And then, of course, Giselle's like, Michael, did you want to keep him off for yourself? Is that why you're so bothered? Why you're so pressed? And it's like, oh, Jesus. She said what everyone else is thinking is too much. <laughs> Then Michael and Juan have a conversation. And at this point, they're like besties. Like, I didn't realize that they were so cool. I don't know if it's because the alcohol was flowing, but he's like, you know, you're a great man. You're my man. I love you. And Juan's like, yeah, you don't even got to say it, dude. Like, I love you. And that was weird. It's like a cringy situation. (laughs) Because I was like, is this like, are y'all really cool? Like, y'all are friends or is alcohol talking? Juan's like, Juan's like, um, I only talk to you on the show. I don't I don't know about that only they know the relationship but it was kind of like different I guess it was different to see them talking like that um they go and take a shot he's like let's take a shot let's celebrate and then Ashley's like babe are, are you sure do you want to do that are you, are you gonna be okay are you gonna be okay and Michael's like yeah like we're celebrating it's fine whatever and then she's like okay then let me go with my friends Michael then says you know you're you're a great man it's gonna be a great marriage a great bachelor's party and then Juan is like, it's just going to be me and you. It's just me and you, right? And then Michael's like, yeah, no cameras, no nothing. And I'm like, what is happening right now? Like, why are you guys doing this to us right now? He's over here talking about like, just, just, just Juan's like, just the two of us. Yeah, great bachelor's party. And then Michael is like, yeah, no cameras or anything. Like, what? What is this? It was definitely weird. Can you hear me? Yeah, it was definitely weird. I was like, um, I'm uncomfortable. <laughs> there were so many moments that I was like very uncomfortable, like with the entire thing. I was, I have a lot of feelings. I was very uncomfortable. That's just one of them. <laughs> and it wrote, Michael says he's getting in trouble tonight, which turned out to be true. So after that, Karen finally shows up and I find it funny how Sharice gets up and she's like, I need a drink. I need a drink. It's like, somebody on twitter was like do you need a drink or bravo only allows six people on camera at one time so you need to get the fuck out of the frame (laughs) or bravo told you um you're not getting paid for this moment so i need you to get the fuck off (laughs) 
So she's basically just explaining herself about her whole plane situation, which I don't know if you saw, but on Instagram, Karen posted a video of her while she was waiting at the airport. She's like, hey, girls, I'm stuck, whatever, whatever. And I'm like, oh, oh my God. we love <laughs> you doing the most. Again, then- <laughs> it's like she always has to, <laughs> she knows she's going to be like trying to have to defend herself. So she's always trying to get evidence. And it's like, <laughs> girl, shut the fuck up. You know, you are not waiting. <laughs> which is like maybe it's different because we're not on tv and maybe they like they are so they know bitch this i need receipts i need evidence I need <laughs> this and that maybe when i'm on tv you know i'll be the same way but it's just i don't know it's it's so weird but um then karen kind of tells them well you guys are all forgiven and they're like forgiven what do you what do you mean and she's like yeah you guys were acting <laughs> like fools my event was a mess and i forgive you and then they just keep going on about this setup. It was a setup. And they kind of just corner Karen, start dragging yeah. her. And she's just over. And she really doesn't care. So at this point, we see Juan talking to Michael and his best man. And I don't know if there was a compliment in that conversation. But then Michael goes, hey, I'm not gay. Don't don't assume that shit. Don't, don't, don't even assume that. And then the best man's like, oh, I would never. Like, I'm not even. That's not even what I'm doing. And it's just like, <laughs> at this point, I was uncomfortable because I'm like, what's happening right now? Like. <laughs> Oh my god! What is Michael. happening right now? I don't know how to explain it. I'm telling you, Michael was really off. Okay, he went from. Oh my god, he went from not being on this show at all at the beginning to like all of a sudden he every he was other to like second steal the show. he was and on I was like, frame. So that's why I was like, dude, are you on something? Because like you. Like, what is up? Like, immediately from, like, the moment they walked into the fucking event, um, the to the venue, to the event, he was, like, already, like, he was, like, oh, they're not going to get engaged, you know? I was just, I don't <laughs> I know. Like, I think he was, I don't know if he was purposefully, like, trying to be messy or just, I don't know. He's just a yeah. weird guy. We'll just leave it at that. Trying to ruin the moment. So then. It was weird. <laughs> then Candace starts crying. You know, she does her little routine she starts crying and then she starts shouting at the top of her lungs obviously she's heated and michael seeing this goes up to chris and tells him hey you need to control your wife this is not good for us this is this isn't okay chris says you need to get the fuck out of my face michael responds with you need to shut the fuck up and listen to me then they chris stands up and he starts like pushing him back and then they kind of finally get separated and then michael tells ashley he hit me he hit me like he hit me. He pushed me. And then oh, Ashley yeah. then starts getting livid. So then she's like, so Monique has no self-control, but what do you have? Which I will say that, you know, for the rest of my life because it's iconic. Um, <laughs> she says, but you want to cry when your wife gets hands put on her for acting like a fool. Michael says he's going to call his lawyer. Ken is heated in the moment. She's like, call him. Oh, you want to touch me? Drag me? I dare you to. Like, everyone's just screaming. Yeah. Oh my God. Okay. Give us your thoughts on this. Give us all your thoughts. Number one, Chris did not push my. You're gonna, you're not gonna like what I have to say. Chris did not push Michael. Chris was backing Michael up, like serious, like back up. Michael, because he was drunk and obnoxious, was then as trying to escalate the situation. I I tweeted this. I am team anybody but Michael Darby. I think Ashley when she tried to defend Michael and be like, oh, Monique, Monique, put her hands on you. She has no self-control, but your husband, and I was like, Ashley, it's not the same thing. <laughs> Ashley, girl, no, I, I am 
honestly i know we're not the biggest fans of candace or whatever but it's like right there i was like um michael where the fuck did he push you like i don't know about you but i was like where where did he push you and i'm like did you catch any of that because you froze it for a little bit oh yeah i'm listening i'm just like i'm taking it all in you know your views and your thoughts um now my thoughts okay so i'm gonna start off by saying that as soon as michael went up to him I kind of figured there was going to be an issue. I do yeah. think that Chris kind of overreacted. Yeah, it's obvious that these two guys don't have a great relationship and they kind of hate each other. But mm-hmm. I always say you give one person, like you give the person one warning. You tell them, hey, back up. Hey, I don't want to talk to you. Hey, whatever. But I feel like where Chris messed up was where he was already at 100 and he said, you need to get the fuck out of my face. And if someone says, get the fuck out of my face, like I'm going to then, that's where I pop up. I'm like, you're going to shut the fuck up and listen to me. <laughs> He did push them. Like, if you put, if I put my hands on you and I'm pushing you back, like, there's no other word to use. You're pushing me back. But also, Michael was drunk. Michael's in your face. Michael's drunk and in your face, so telling then, you to control so your exactly. wife. Exactly. So then that's when Chris goes to Ashley or producers and say, hey, control your man. And then Michael looks like an idiot. And then the problem is solved. But it didn't help that, you know, Michael was kind of not instigating, but he was heightening everything up he was by being like he hit me hit me because it's like bro we saw that he didn't hit you he did push you but he didn't hit you yeah and then ashley rightfully so was defending her husband and was like which i've said this since day one ashley has never lied you can call her messy you can call her shady whatever like whatever whatever but when she said everything she told chris was true she said you know you want to act big and bad but you're crying when somebody puts their hands on your wife you want to say that Monique has no self-control, but here you are yelling, pushing, and just doing the most as well. So clearly the night, just from that moment, the night went downhill for Ashley and Michael because it was just a lot. I think I think she was embarrassed. I think she was embarrassed in that moment too. Like when she realized like, like yes, um, yes, Chris and Candace are fools, clowns in her eyes. But I think she was embarrassed on michael's part like on her not even michael's part like her own part like like dude i told you they're fools and you're over here being like an obnoxious drunk fool and only making it worse because like so i felt bad for her i mean honestly like at the end i was not even like you're not even annoyed at chris and candace anymore like what are you annoyed at like what yeah he his temper got the best of him him being drunk didn't help it was just michael did not look good no one like (laughs) him being upset about juan getting engaged did not <laughs> it was just like i'm telling you you're right now that now you're saying it, he was off he was off and every it wasn't okay after that they escort chris out candace follows she's like hysterical ashley then tries to you know solve the situation but michael is not having it and he's like don't do that babe back up and it's like okay now you really are acting like a dick like if your wife is telling you to shut the fuck up calm yeah. down and you're still being erratic and chaotic like you need to stop chris says that this is where chris is like triggered at the door he's like you can disrespect ashley all you want but you're not going to disrespect me karen then gets up and goes because she's like we're above this ray let's go while they're in the car leaving chris tells candace what michael needs is someone for what michael needs is for someone to put their hands on him and i will fucking do that and it's like you clearly oh didn't learn and if anything i'm glad that the cameraman <laughs> caught this because now at the reunion what they're gonna I feel like what they're going to do is you're going to look like a yeah. bigger clown because that's the same logic that Monique did. 
that Monique used when she put her hands on your wife. She felt like someone needed to do that for her to shut the fuck up, which it happened. She shut the fuck up in that moment. And it's like, you didn't learn from the situation. You're an idiot. Like Chris and Candace are idiots. They don't learn. And I will guarantee you that the excuse they will use, anybody is going to use, I don't know. It's going to be, well, they're men. They're men. They can do that. Oh God. And okay. I already told you, I've already told you over and over again. Yes, Monique should not have dragged Candace. Yes, I understand that. Yes, Candace like is like a victim. Charlie, can you shut the fuck up? I'm talking. Um, and yes, Candace at some point was a victim. Yes, she should not have been beat up like that, girl. Like, okay, we should you should not have been dragged like that. But this is like a separate issue. Like what the fuck do you guys have getting involved in this? You guys, like Nini said, stay out of women's business. Oh, like, I'm sorry, but it's like, if you're not, neither one of you is making your wife look better. Neither one of you is defending her honor. You guys are clowns. You guys are fools. Charlie, can you see? <laughs> <laughs> um, he's like yeah bitch tell them they're fools um i was just i was like you guys are fucking ridiculous and you guys are dumb as fuck like your ladies are fighting within themselves like what the fuck do you have to do you're not involved you're not even defending them if you were defending them like chris samuels okay i'd understand but you're not defending them you're just fighting because you guys have hated each other for a while now so you're using the excuse that your wives hate each other to to like do you get me like yeah it makes no sense and they they end up just making not only themselves look worse but their significant others and you're right then in the end the four of them look like clowns because they're all yelling <laughs> and they're all fighting but that's why i love this tv show because honestly and drama but um so after that so we love the dog um so then after that <laughs> so then after that michael tells ashley to take her mic off and i know a lot of people had thoughts and comments about this scene where she's kind of just standing there and we had to rewind yeah. it because we were like what's happening she looks like she's drunk and standing there but she's actually <laughs> getting her mic taken off yeah and then she's just <laughs> staring at her friend's dance i felt kind of bad i was like bro like ashley just wants to have fun and michael's being an idiot fighting with the other idiots it was just not a good I'm like, look ashley's trying to have a night out and i think i I'm, I'm telling you i think at some point she's she was just embarrassed like she probably even forgot about candace and Chris yeah because then after that we see Michael like talking to production and she's out trying to find him and he's like trying to like he's shouting at them he's just shouting orders like being a mess and she's like they're doing their job leave them alone and she probably was thinking bitch I'm about to get fired if you're dumbass fucking stop because you know this is this is her life but this is also her her job yeah and then she's like continuously yelling him for him to stop and then they cut to the scene where Michael and Ashley are outside and he's on the phone. He's probably calling his lawyer and Ashley's like, you know, I've never acted like this. She tells him to fuck off. And at this yeah. point, everyone's end cards are rolling and nothing too special that I want to mention. It is what it is. The season finally ends with Monique and Candace telling like their last piece, their last little bit of, you know, what how they feel. So Monique is like the cases were dropped and they didn't see this as an attack they saw it as a mutually contented fight and she basically tells candace you know what i'm not going to jail because you asked me to drag <laughs> you and you felt embarrassed and you felt stupid and she gets the last laugh literally they she got the last laugh she did 
then we see Candace and she's like, Monique's lawyer is trash. And this is some bullshit. Lies are being spread. She's a hood rat. And they saw it. The judge saw it as reality TV nonsense, which it was. And that was it. The season ended and it's just, we see Monique laughing <laughs> and we see Candace crying and it's just a whole lot of emotions. It's funny how the finale was around the engagement and the proposal and we didn't even- And nothing. Because <laughs> drama ensued. I think um, with Candace, with her saying Monique's lawyer was trash, I was like, but her her lawyer got the charges dropped. That's what she wanted. Was your like, lawyer yeah, your on lawyer's the trash. is apparently trash. Um, you're gonna hate me, but I was just a little upset at Monique. I was like, girl, keep the act up a little bit at least because there she was crying in front of her pastor, crying in front of her therapist, saying that she feels really bad. She does feel remorse. But then in her confessional, she's like cackling. Yes, there was the reunion was filmed before the finale. So it's like people can't, aren't gonna ask questions like, fully about you know like um her reaction to not feeling remorseful or something but I I don't know I don't want you're gonna hate me but it's like I don't like that she thinks that she's like off the hook do you get me that sounds so bad that sounds wrong no I I definitely see what you're saying like from a viewer's perspective and you're not being biased it does seem like girl it kind exactly. of like proves what they're saying. Like mm-hmm. I feel like that's what people are gonna see it as. I don't because it's like, bitch, you got fucked up because you got <laughs> shit. But um, no, it's it, it's kind of like it does like everything she did to try to defend herself. Yeah. Talking to the pastor, talking to the therapist, it kind of like didn't help her case at all. And she's kind of standing by the fact that you know what you were asking for, and I gave it to you. Which again is the facts. Uh, Candace did ask to get dragged, so she dragged yeah. her, but it's not right. And I mean. If she's able to live with consequences and live how people view her, then that's on her. That's her um, prerogative. But yeah, if she's laughing, then oh well, she's laughing. I know. I know. People were like, "Oh, is so and so going to get fired?" Is so like, regardless of like any of the housewives. And I was just like, honestly, I don't see any of them leave. Can see them all returning. Yes, even Wendy <sighs> and Andy's already said that he thinks all five of them, all all five of them, all six of them should return. To me. I feel like well, six it's all of them, seven, seven, but anyway, there's um, many. Seven, <laughs> all seven of them, because I don't like the idea, and I don't like when uh, viewers have this idea that like the show revolves around one person, or the show. Um, if so and so left, the show wouldn't be no. Like if you have everybody pulling their weight, this is not the Giselle show. This is not the Karen. Show show this is not the monique show it's not like, real house well, monique's house atlanta uh, is a little house, bit you know? like, because if Portia were to leave i don't know who would be carrying this show i don't know this is my opinion everyone yes every franchise is different but with potomac i feel like honestly the highest rated episode was what like they're not last not last episode but the episode before that where the last night in, in portugal and monique wasn't in that episode so to me it was like see like you guys can't say just one person carried it. So I'm excited to see all seven of them back. I mean, Hopefully would you be disappointed if any of them left? Let's put it yes. Up. Yes. Even if Wendy left, because I feel like 
Onyx, actually, no, that's a lie. Girl, you're a liar. <laughs> um, I would be disappointed if six of the seven, if any one of them left, because I feel like there's more to wrap up. Do you get me? Yeah, definitely. Yeah. I know, I, like you said, I definitely could see all of them returning, and we'll give Wendy another chance. If she doesn't do it after her second season, then I think then goodbye. Really is her time. <laughs> then goodbye. You gotta bring it. But um, there was an awesome season. It sucks that it had to, you know, be postponed. But I'm glad it did because it was worth the wait. Like, yes, you know, all the drama, all the shade, all the everything that. And I've said it time and time again, we say it all the time, Potomac is only getting better. So I can't wait to see yes. what season six brings to us because it's a lot. I'm so excited. I'm just so excited because obviously we're still going to see the aftermath of whatever the fuck happens at the reunion, which is going to be what, like four parts? Or am I stupid? Here's the thing. Parts, People right? have been saying that it's it's going to be four parts. I'm not sure. I haven't really like seen anything, hey, but hopefully part it's four like parts four because parts. with more parts, there's more drama. But um, yeah, let's move on. I think we're moving on to Real Houses of Salt Lake City. Daniela, take it yes. away. Tell us about these Who, white ladies. Oh, these white ladies are only, again, only getting better and better. <laughs> <laughs> so we start off this episode where we left off last week, which is at the 1920s party, where Jen is clearly upset that Meredith and Mary are like having a good time. So Jen enters the room. She sees Mary and Meredith having a good time. She's not okay with that. Some way, somehow, Jen's already drunk when she arrives to this party and she only gets drunker. So she's like sitting down or I don't remember what exactly happened, but she she like pulls Meredith to the side. And, you know, in her confessional, she's talking about how it's not okay that Meredith is talking to Mary. It's not okay that Meredith is choosing this side. She needs to be Switzerland or something. So she pulls Meredith to the side and she's like telling her that, her that number one Meredith would cancel the sleep the sleepover um that she had planned with Jen to spend time with her daughter it's like I'm saying it I'm like Jen you're fucking stupid (laughs) and then Meredith Meredith is like explaining to her that like girl I'm trying to spend time with like what like where is this coming from explain herself exactly she doesn't need to explain herself and I love the part where she's like, I'm disengaging. I'm disengaging. I was going to say, that's my new thing. I'm no longer (laughs) getting into drama. I'm disengaging. I'm disengaging. So Jen reveals to her that she's like, she's not even mad about the slumber party. She's mad that she's spending time with Mary. She's going to Mary's church, which Meredith should know Jen and Mary are sworn enemies. And I was like, girl, shut the fuck. Girl, shut the fuck up. (laughs) So dumb. So juvenile. Yeah. And um, she... Jen tells Meredith that she needs to pick a side and Meredith tells her that she doesn't feel like she needs to pick a side because um, this isn't, she wasn't getting involved in the first place. She's not involved in whatever the fuck was happening between them. And Jen like gets upset and says, no, um, you need to stop communicating with Mary if you're to prove your loyalty to me, basically. And I was like, what? I don't know. Super unreasonable. Yeah, I was, I was just about to ask you like, what? Do you like? I knew you were gonna say that. Like you were gonna be like, she's, she's being messy. Like okay, I know you have your issues with your friends, whatever, whatever. Everyone goes through it, but it's like okay, you need to take a step back and realize how unreasonable you're being, and it's not okay. And I'm glad Meredith handled it the way she did, and was like, you know what? I'm trying to be friends to both of you. If you can't respect mm-hmm. that, you know, it is what it is. I think uh, before I move on, Jen was just zero to one hundred already. Like she was just 
Yeah, like she kept this drinking. I don't know if they were downing drinking, tequila shots, but just drink after drink after drink. And I'm like, you're clearly yeah. upset. You should not be drinking right now. <laughs> like, no, alcohol, alcohol only makes things worse. And Meredith, I love, like you said, I love how calm she was. And she was just telling Jen, like, when I saw you guys last time, you guys were crying and you guys were saying sorry. And you guys were telling each other how much you love each other and how much you're happy that that's behind you. And Jen's like, well, that's not it. Jen like fucking screams at the top of her lungs and I was like I was like okay there's clearly something underneath the surface and I'll get into it a little bit more later when she gives her excuse and why I don't believe her but um you're gonna go with Mary who fucked her grandma (laughs) you're gonna go with Mary so then Lisa comes over and she's like I'm gonna try to help you Jen like what's wrong and Jen's like fucking yelling at the top of her lungs and she's saying that she's really hurting and she's angry that Meredith won't pick a side and she won't pick her side and then she like like you just said (laughs) she tells Lisa she's gonna go with Mary fuck your grandpa and to me when we saw this in the trailer, I thought it was funny. I was like, yeah, <laughs> grandpa fucker, ha, ha, ha. But now that we know Mary a little bit more, uh, and now that, you know, I've grown to like Mary, she's much more than a grandpa fucker, you know? She's, um, I felt bad. I did feel bad. And Jen, in my opinion, is only making matters worse for herself. I don't know about, I, I know what you think about it, actually. She's only making matters worse for herself. She's making Mary look like a saint in everybody's eyes, exactly. even to Heather, her friend. She's doing even, the opposite. Exactly. She's, like, She's doing the opposite. Oh, stupid. Social media even agrees. Even <laughs> if you're team Jen, even if you love Jen, you have to agree. She's kind of out of place here. Meredith goes, I'm disengaging. Goodbye, bitch. <laughs> um, <laughs> Heather then, No. Jen then calls her husband Sharif and she's like, you need to come pick me up. And as she's leaving, Heather tries to go, you know, um, help her out. And Jen again, like just fucking screams at the top of her lungs to tell her that like to shut the fuck up. And I was like, what? Like she's trying to help you. She's your friend. She's your friend. Do you not want her help? Which my funny random moment for this episode was, I was going to say her cankles, but it has to be when she's telling her friend, take care of the plate. The drumsticks are mine. The burger, don't wipe the plate. That's me. You Like, y'all care about the drama? I care about my food, bitch. Don't throw it away. Funny that you fucking you just said that because my fa- favorite funny moment was when she's calling, Heather's calling Sharif, and she's like, I, um, yeah, you're going to turn here, and then you're going to see me, and I look like a flapper with cankles. Oh, and I was like, stop so me. stupid. <laughs> so... <laughs> when um after she like yell jen yells at heather and says don't yell at me shut the fuck up i was like this bitch um jen is the housewife perfect wonderful jen as a friend girl you talk about loyalty over here and you're over here yelling at your friends and she sharif picks up sorry i like lost my train of thought sharif picks up jen and meredith at this point she was just like goodbye girl like goodbye so then we, we after the fucking party, I'm moving on from the party. The next day, you just see different clips. Like, Meredith is telling her son, Brooks, about what happened. Um, Heather, I don't fucking remember who Heather was talking about, <laughs> was talking to, but Heather was telling that person about the party. Um, so everybody's talking about the party and about how Jen's fucking crazy. Like, she's not well. Like, something was up. <laughs> something was up with her. Jen goes to Heather's house at this point. 
And before she starts talking to Heather, she's just talking about how the reason she's so angry because the other women had brought it up in their confessionals um, that, you know, they've seen Jen blow up before. And then we flash back to the, to Meredith's birthday party where she was in her fucking bathroom and she was like calling Mary a loofah or something. Um, Jen talks about how the reason she's blowing up so much and the reason she's like, she has a short fuse is because she's coming around to the one year anniversary of her father's death and how she's like kind of resenting Sharif, her husband for never being home. And like, she just feels lonely and everything. And I would have been okay with all of this. I don't know about you. I would have been okay with this entire reason, but at the same time, it doesn't justify like, yeah, it doesn't justify it was, to me it was weird you being seeing, a shitty person seeing her i'm not gonna say how you know one should feel exactly but i did find it kind of odd that she was kind of like obviously she's misplacing her anger and the fact that she first it was a hospital comment and it wasn't just a hospital comment it was that her aunt got her legs amputated mm-hmm. and now it's this thing about meredith and her loyalty but it's not really about that it's about her I'm sorry, I forgot who passed away and her husband not being there. It's like, you're, you're I feel like she's reaching at this point. She's giving mm-hmm. us a lot of conflama bullshit. It's like, it doesn't make sense to me and I'm not buying it. I mean, like I said, yeah, it doesn't, it doesn't justify you being a shitty person. It doesn't justify what she did next, which is where she told Heather about Meredith's separation to Seth, which we had seen just a little bit before the Heather, um, the Heather scene with Jen, where Meredith finally shared uh, about her separation with Lisa. And at this point, only two women know about Meredith's separation, Lisa and Jen. Jen. And of course, now that Jen, to me, made it even worse. I was like, bitch, sure, when you were drunk, people could probably be like, oh, that's just Jen being drunk. But right now, bitch, you're sober and you're sharing things about somebody that you say is your friend and you want loyalty and you you want a choice from her about you being her friend or something. And here you are sharing something that's like super fucking private, super like, I don't know. She has to think about it. What if their children didn't know? Like, girl, like, like, obviously it was a secret. And the fact that she's over here saying, make a choice, make a choice. Okay, well, you just made her choice a lot easier. You're, exactly. you're at this point you're pushing her towards Mary's way you yes I was like you just you just made it so hard for people to like you now like goodbye so I she tries to justify herself by saying that like she's betrayed me now I'm betraying her but I'm like bitch no because this isn't about Meredith this involves Meredith her husband and Meredith's family this isn't that Meredith fucking like wear like doesn't wash her underwear okay exactly. this is like is Meredith so is separating from her husband this is something fucking like sensitive shit exactly she's ridiculous so then we move over to we switch over to mary and lisa and mary's talking about how she wants to have a luncheon because she wants she wants some intimate time with the ladies you know and she's like talking better she wants to make things better and I was just fucking dying because she was just talking about, yes, we're going to do Met Gala because, you know, it's this and it's that and it's fancy and it's wonderful. And I was like, does Mary know what the, like, what, like, what's yeah, happening? She's like spewing a thousand ideas, all of them are kind of <laughs> clashing. They're not really coordinating. And it's like, 
like Heather says, she's not really like making any sense, but we're used to it. So we'll follow along. <laughs> and um, I love how like every time they talk about it, they're like, yes, Mary's Met Gala cocktail attire luncheon. And I'm like, yes, this entire mouthful of words. Exactly. For one- it reminded me of <laughs> Nini's. I don't know if you watched the season, but it was Nini's um, all white. Never forget. Bring your gay. Bring your whatever the fuck. It was like a 10 cent oh ten word event. It made no sense. They're ridiculous. <laughs> Which, can we talk about how fake Lisa is? This just proves to Lisa's everyone how stupid. fake Lisa is when she goes, you know, a Mary's son comes to talk about wanting to be a fashion designer. And she's like, yeah, I can see that. I, I love your vibe. And he's in sweats and no fucking dirty <laughs> white, t-shirt. white t-shirt. Like, you know. Wait, before we before I move on, can we also talk about how Mary's... Like, this episode just proved to me how rich Mary is. Yeah, she... Her so son... Shit got his girlfriend and his son her son is 17 he got his girlfriend a prada bag and it's their first christmas and i'm like damn let me find a man who for my first christmas was him gets me a prada bag when when she asked him like oh what did you get her it's like okay but did you give him the money because what job does he have like what exactly who gave him the money who gave him money for this prada bag and then i realized just how much richer she was when we get to her luncheon and you see the table has beta fish and it also has monogram notebooks for the ladies. And on top of that, she has like Louis Vuitton AirPods for them. I was like, and I was just like, what the fuck? I'm like, like, Jen, how could you hate her? No, I'm just kidding. Is this what it's like to be rich? Is this what it's like to not worry? Because I'm over here like counting down to the last cent for fucking like, what? Like, like, can we talk about how she was like <laughs> scolding the helpers, the she planner? Like, She's like, do you know how to read? Yes. She was like, um, why are these? Do you know how to read? Because these are upside down. And then she 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 takes a step back and she's, she's like, like no big deal, you know, no big deal. no big deal because you know I was just wondering. <laughs> she's too much. So <laughs> then they um they show up and you know what I I changed my mind. My random funny moment was not about Heather being a flapper with kinkles. It was when Mary was talking about the fucking Dom oh Perry. See, I'm not even rich. Dom Perignon, 2003, and she was like, in 2003 there was a heat wave. 5,600 people died and it made the best grapes of all time. Oh, and I was like, what? <laughs> the fucking elitism. Yes, the fucking like rich people comments. Up. And all of them were just like, mm hmm. Like, yeah. What the fuck? These bitches are crazy. So I was laughing at how different these ladies were all dressed for this Met Gala cocktail attire luncheon. Three of them came in pantsuits. Heather came in a full-on gown. Um, <laughs> Whitney, bless her heart. I don't like Lisa, but Lisa had a point when she said, you dress very Salt Lake City. Oh. And I love her, but yes. I was like, girl, that's what that's what I'm wearing to my senior homecoming dance. Like, what? Like, <laughs> <laughs> what? So um, when they, then they get to sitting down and... Jen, of course, arrives late. Everybody's already seated. And she's like fake kissing everybody. And Mary then tells the ladies that, you know, check out, I want you guys to open your gifts. They open their Louis Vuitton air fucking pods. I was was like, the rich, like, I don't know whether to be mad or whether to be jealous. Like, girl, I don't know. I'm like, that's what I strive for, to be able to give my (laughs) friends, my closest friends, fucking Louis Vuitton air pods. Not even my closest friends. These bitches are these are just bitches she works with. Like, <laughs> so 
And then Mary tells them that um, they also have monogram notebooks. So um, in them, she wants them to write, you know, something that nobody else knows about them. And she's like, I'm going to go first because it's my party. I love that. Mm-hmm. And she reveals, <laughs> she reveals that um, she's working on her trust issues. Um, Whitney then goes on to say that she's working on caring less about other people's opinions of her. And that and she's not a swinger. She's not a swinger. Which, she's like, I don't that's know an if inside you joke. Saw, but allegedly they're saying, the streets are saying that Meredith is actually the swinger and that this whole separation <gasps> was a storyline that they have an open marriage, but they don't want to talk about it. And that's why, which if it's true, I don't care. Just be open exactly. about it. People, that's... this is 2020. Like, we don't care. Be open about it. But and the it's fact Utah. That, exactly. The fact, <laughs> that you're, the fact that she's like, if it is in fact true, the fact that she's trying to like keep it hidden, like that's never good because then when it does come to light, it's not a good thing. Meredith, don't do this, please. Like, you're my babe, okay? Like, you, you could know, probably kill somebody on camera. And <laughs> You know what I realized when I was watching them talk about their feelings or whatever? I was like, wait, I just realized my three favorites are sitting on one side uh-huh. and then the rest of the cast is on the other. Because you had Meredith, Mary, and <laughs> Whitney, and then the other three on the other side. But I digress. Continue. <laughs> so then um, after listening to your comment, Lisa... I don't know. She fucking shares something about my weaknesses are my strengths. I'm working on my Lisa impression. I just, she I'm has just like, like girl, sex you're pretending to talk like that. She talks so weird. I don't get it. And she goes on to talk about she her like, fucking, um, yeah, like her, her excuse or like not her excuse, but her problems, you know, everyone's giving their emotions, whatever. It made no sense. And it was yeah. like, what are you talking about? That she sets goals for herself. And then, I don't know. I like the fact that Whitney while she seems quiet, Whitney is very, like, I don't know how to explain it. Whitney, like, doesn't know how to read people. I don't want to say that. But, like, she knows how to, like, make fun of someone. Like, I don't know if that, I don't know if that makes sense. But it just made me <laughs> no, laugh that it. in her testimonial, she was like, <laughs> she was like, um, maybe she should work on, you know, judging people less or something. <laughs> like, Whitney, oh, my God. queen. So then... Then we get to Jen and, you know, she's talking about how she's talking about how she's dealing with the year anniversary of her father's death and how her father came from Tonga to find a better life and how it was hard growing up in Utah um, and being the oldest of six kids in um, a Tongan family and she says she had to work 50 times harder than anybody else just to get the same thing. And that's why she's so passionate about her friendships. Okay. Two things. Three. Yeah, probably two things. Number one, I thought it was funny when Lisa was like, yes, I agree about Jen having to work 50 times harder than everybody else. I was like, Lisa, girl, you're white. Okay, you don't have to work 50 times harder than anybody. But I also, now moving on. My second thing, when Jen said people thought I was black, and then she goes, and Mary, you know. And Mary was like, yes, because I'm literally black. Yeah, I, and I was this like, is what I mean by, like, I was like Jen. problematic. Like, I don't know if you, like, I know where yes. you're, you're trying to, like. Where say, you're coming from? Exactly. Like, I get what you're saying. I'm relating to it. But it's just, it doesn't, oh, it doesn't. Like, I just, I was like, you could have stopped it there. Yes, you're Tongan. You're from the Tongan Polynesian culture. But that does not equate to being black. 
So it's like, you could have stopped there. Like I felt like an outsider and maybe those of you sitting at this table who are also people of color or minorities, like you would understand too, like girl, (laughs) use your head. Um, So I agree with everything she's saying. I was like, yeah, like, of course you had to work so much harder than everybody else. You're also the oldest. So you had so many responsibilities, but I was like, how does that correlate with loyalty and people being your friend I was just like I understand where you're coming from but also there's no correlation there's no relation there's nothing but point a does not meet point b so I was very confused I don't know like you like what were your thoughts about her weaknesses I and mean, her strengths you already know how her... I feel about her so to hear her weaknesses I wasn't buying it I didn't care I said can the camera be on Meredith or Heather or anyone but her it just I'm not buying her bullshit and then the fact that she's gonna go on and you know I might be I might you know be putting my foot in my mouth right now but the fact that she mm-hmm. then goes on to say that Mary I think is racist or she says racist remarks it, like Team. you're reaching I don't see how Mary could possibly say anything that's offensive or racist maybe offensive yes racist I don't think Mary is racist and if that's the narrative that she's gonna try to paint onto her that's not cool and I don't know. Mm-hmm. I'm just, I don't care for Jen at all. Which, let's get it straight, you guys, okay? Black people and people of color cannot be racist because we have experienced oppression. Can we be prejudiced? Can we be, can we make offensive remarks like you just said? Yes. So, yes, maybe I can see maybe Mary saying something along the lines of Jen maybe being Tongan or Polynesian but is that necessarily racist I don't know we'll get to it when we get to it um so (laughs) yikes no but I think Jen should really (sighs) Jen's gonna have to do a lot of damage control after this let's just say that throwing of accusations of just she's throwing I feel like at this point she's throwing a lot at the wall hoping something sticks so that exactly Mary but it's like we see right through it and yeah Mary's not an amazing holy person but she's not this evil person you're making her out to be so just take a chill pill worry about your man and your kids and you'll be fine exactly so I was just like this bitch so then Jen obviously she apologizes to Meredith for yelling fuck you at her but there's no apology for Mary. There's no apology for Mary for calling oh her a grandpa God. for saying that she fucked her grandfather. And I like how Mary like refuses to cuss. Like she's like, yeah, she's I was gonna say, grandpa I love effort. how she keeps saying grandpa <laughs> I'm the MFR. She's like, I'm not, I mean, that's funny. I don't know. She's such Which, an old lady. Um, then it, st- it stays on a to be continued. Um, but I was like, why y'all leaving this on to be this is like the third to be continued and it's yeah, only the fourth episode <laughs> um how many episodes do we got because apparently we don't get a lot so for you to be to be continuing every other second it's not gonna be okay but um yeah i think that kind of ends that Salt Lake city I'm, I'm waiting for them to you know get physical even though you know we don't yeah, i've heard they get because physical. apparently there's glasses thrown and i'm yes. assuming it's jen because she doesn't know how to control her temper but um we'll see yes and while we don't condone violence um we always like a good housewives fight <laughs> <laughs> <Just kidding. laughs> 
let's just continue on this is just a mess at this point i feel like we've reached the one hour and a half mark so i'm gonna try to do a speed through of real houses of atlanta because you know we can't go we can't end the episode without talking about our favorite girls or at least mine but um let's get started so the real houses of atlanta season 13 premiered and i'm here to just give you all the tea so it starts off with their interviews we kind of get a behind the scenes of them you know going into interview day portia makes a comment about how oop is everyone here tested? Like, there's more than 10 people in here. Like, we need to get this solved. We need to get this issue, you know, get it together. Um, And then it goes from, like, a little joke to just sadness. Because then we see Kenya talk about how quarantine and COVID didn't really help her. And in reality, it hasn't helped anyone. But um, she talks about how she kind of fell into a deep depression. Candy, seeing, you know, the news and, you know, looking fucking outside her window, is scared for her family, particularly her son, because, you know, they're Black. And he's mm-hmm. male. So obviously he has to worry about things that you white people don't have to worry about. And then Portia talks about how she feels a need to fight for justice and fight for peace. And she talks about the protests she's been to and the Instagram live that they showed where she was running from the cops and she talks about how like they were being gassed. I was watching that on Instagram yeah. live. And so I like I saw it. It lasted for like maybe an hour or so, something like that. Mm-hmm. And like she was hidden like in a parking lot. Like she was with another female and I believe a, like a young man. They had to get like milk and they poured it on their faces. Like this was yeah. like really, it really affected them, which I, I hate to see that she has to go through all of this just to try to, you know, obtain peace and justice. But I'm, it's going to sound stupid, but like I'm happy. Like that's like words can express how I feel like for her because like she's really putting in the work. She's really doing yeah. And like she says it later on, but I'll just say now, she talks about how she doesn't need, I don't want to say she doesn't need to do this, but she feels like it's her, like she has the power to do it and she feels like it's the right thing to do. So why not do it? I don't know. What were your thoughts in the first five minutes of the show? I, I like, I told you like watching those clips and watching um, that clip of her Instagram live where uh, you hear like the, uh, tear gas like being thrown and stuff it was like not not traumatic um it was just a hard feeling to get past it do you get me like triggering yeah it was it was like very um like it makes a like there's a weight on your shoulders there's like something weighing on your heart like you're just like what the fuck like like if you still haven't realized like the magnitude of everything it's like watching those clips something has to click in your mind at least. Um, but it was, I mean, I told you, like I cried, like it was just so like eye opening to watch. So I'm very proud of her though. I mean, we've both said it. We're so proud of her. Cause like, look at where, how she started and look at where she's from. Like, and she has like a legacy, like a civil rights legacy in her family. So it's nice to see her like continuing that. And hopefully, hopefully her little daughter can continue to uh, so happy but um i did want to say that i don't want to say i'm happy or i'm proud that bravo included this because rightfully so like they this is the real world it's them they they could have easily taken it out which would have been upsetting but i think it was super important super important for them to include all of this because yeah it's a show and it's entertainment but this is not only their lives but it's what everyone else is living through so i'm glad they included it Mm -hmm. um shout out to you bravo on a lighter note, so then we see Cynthia and we see her in a little driveway. She's hanging with 
Marlo and Candy. She talks about how quarantine has affected her. She says that she weighed 180 going into it and then that she has hit the 200. Then Marlo shows up and I just, I don't know what season it happened, but there was a switch in my brain that, you know, finally started to like Marlo. Like, I actually like kind of like her now. She comes to the driveway and she starts taking their temperatures and she's like, you know what? Y'all are not trying to give me COVID. So let me take precautions. She takes out her measuring tape. She's like, this is not six feet. Get it together. And (laughs) Cynthia's just kind of laughing, but it's like, no, I mean, rightfully so. She's trying to, you know, be safe. Um. While all this, ha- while all of this is happening, of course, Titty Scent makes an appearance because her tits are just out, and it's like we get it. You're in quarantine and you're by yourself, but you know you're on TV right now. So do you just want to leave them hanging? I don't know. I don't know. She was freeing the nipple. I was like, Cynthia. <laughs> I don't know what it is about these ladies. They're the most to talk about sex. I've never. And I love it. And I love it. <laughs> so then after that, they're kind of just talking about Portia and all her activism. And they're all just saying she's super proud. I find it funny how Marlo said, I, you know, I'm proud of Portia Luther King, but, you know, Pilar and her mom and her sister need her. So be safe, which we love to see that. They do, of course, you know, in shady Bravo nature fashion, they do a throwback to her Underground Railroad comments and... <laughs> Oh, I hate that that comment will forever be brought up, but it, I mean, that was her. That was her. She made the comment, and but she's grown from it, and we love to see it. Cynthia then calls Kenya, you know, there's a bad connection. My funny random moment was when Marlo goes, do you have Metro PC, Metro, what is it, PCS? Yes. And then Cynthia's like, no. <laughs> it was just, no, Oh, gosh, it was, so it was cringe. After that, we transition over to Kenya and she talks about how COVID and quarantine has affected her, you know, her being basically depressed. She's gained not 20, but 30 pounds. People are just gaining weight left and right. And it's just, I mean, it is what it is. I'm glad to see they're human too. (laughs) Exactly. Kenya then goes to see her lawyer. She's talking to Brandon and she's basically just like releasing all of her emotions, telling him that, you know, her man's a shit show and he's a dickhead and it is what it is. Um, they, it's funny because in her confessional, she talks about how she's a great communicator. And of course, again, Bravo is not playing. They're like, oh, you want to call yourself a great communicator? Let's do all these shady uh, flashbacks. So they see, they show her fighting with um, Kim Solsiak, with Sheree, with just everyone. Like she's with everyone at this point. Like, yes. <laughs> not like what, what world do you live in Kenya that you think you're a great communicator? What world is that? She's you're such an Aquarius. Delusional, <laughs> a clown. So after that, she's talking about her options with her lawyer. You know, I want to keep my money. I want to keep my baby. And that's her like main thing that she wants to be in control of is custody of Brooklyn. Mm-hmm. And it's kind of sad seeing her go through all this. But at the same time, I've seen social media go off and they're like, you know what? We've seen the way you talk to women and talk to your so-called friends. Karma's a bitch. And it's like, what What are your thoughts on this whole situation with Mark and her, her marriage or lack thereof? I'll be honest with you. I have not, in my rewatch, I have not gone into the part where she meets him. I'm still on the season where she's with that one guy, that one bald-headed guy. She goes to his family bitch. Oh, um, Matt? Nine, season <laughs> 10, okay? Um, yes. And to only know, can you hear me? Sorry. Yeah, you're good. Um, from Matt, Mark, like, because I've heard, like, I've um, that people are like, girl, you, like, what is it, like, 
they show you that they talk down to you. They show you that they're trash. So why do you continue? I'm just like, girl, no, you don't deserve this. I don't think anybody deserves treatment like that from anybody. But at the same time, you need maybe some classes. I don't know. She's, like, not like a, she's not really a nice person from what we've seen. And maybe it's just a show. But yeah, like she's not really the nicest person. So it's kind of like karma. But at the same time, it's like no woman deserves that mess that her bitch ass husband brings to her. But it is what it is. Hopefully she can get past it. And I feel like we're going to get a lot of these moments that we had in this scene where they're still recording, but the cameraman is not necessarily in the same room. And mm-hmm. the lawyer is kind of telling her like, you know what, Kenya, I've seen this happen. All, like I've seen this happen before, specifically with black women celebrities. Like you guys try to do this and that. And he basically gives her some advice and she takes it and she's like, I'm trying, I'm trying. And she has hope. And I think she's the only one because her friends really don't give a fuck. After that, we see Portia in Kentucky <laughs> and she's, um, you know, attending more protests specifically there because that's where Breonna Taylor lived rest in peace she talks about how she marched as a little girl with her grandfather um and again it's another sad moment because she talks about how although she was because she was little she didn't understand what was happening having to deal with the kkk and being wrong like being having to deal with people throwing rocks at you and it's it's sad that she had to go through all this but i think because she was able to witness it at a young age, it kind of stuck with her and it means something to her. And I think it gives her power and energy to want to fight even more. And not only for herself, but for her family and friends, strangers, but her daughter, like, Mm -hmm. I feel like she's going to be able to share those experiences with Pilar. And I feel like it's going to want to, it's going to cause something in Pilar and it's going to want, it's going to like cause Pilar to want to do the same thing. Yes. And I feel like it's just empowering. And it's, I don't know. What are your no, thoughts? I, I'm just again, I'm just so proud of her. But um, it was nice to see, like, because some of these, I don't know, I don't know about you, but when they were asking all of them about like the current situation in Black Lives Matter, they all had something to say, except for Kenya, like about like COVID and Black Lives Matter. Kenya, I felt like brushed everything off. So it's nice to see that like, while there's one housewife who seems to like want to avoid that situation, there's another housewife who's like making it her entire mission, like her entire goal. And it's nice to see again, a celebrity actually like doing something, you know, like not just because she's affected or anything, but because she has the power and she has the means and she has the influence and she has a legacy. So it's like, I think, while she doesn't have anything to prove to anybody, I like that she's like putting herself, <sighs> this is gonna sound wrong. Cause I don't want, I'm not saying she deserves to get arrested. I'm, what I'm saying is like, I like that she's putting herself in the front lines so that no one else has to like exactly. deal I, with that. I know what you're saying. And it's funny you say that about like certain housewives and you know, their perspective <laughs> and how they view things. And I'm not here to say, you know, Kenya should be doing this because she's entitled <laughs> exactly. to do with or she's free to do with whatever she wants, talk about whatever yes. she wants. But I do find it funny that I don't know if you saw probably didn't there was a somebody in a, in one of the blogs said like, Oh, Porsche's doing Porsche's solely doing this because she was a clown in the past and now she's trying to make up for it and it's all storyline. And then Kenya went ahead and commented eye emojis. And I feel like that that's the part that like when I see things like that from Kenya that's where I think karma's a bitch because it's like you say exactly. you're all about empowering women empowering your castmates but then you go and try to make 
like jokes and throw a shade about what Porsche is doing. I mean, obviously I don't appreciate that. I can only imagine what she feels. It's like, Kenya, you are better than this. Why are you doing this? This transcend like this is more than just a TV show. Like you got exactly. I think uh, again, she doesn't have to prove herself. Portia does not have to prove herself. Yes, she made the underground railroad comment, but she comes from a family of civil rights fighters. So Yes, civil rights looks a little bit different in modern times, but it's the same concept. It's the same goal. It's the same mission. Like, so, like, okay, she may have had this affair with the stripper. Okay, she may have, you know, ABC, but she's showing us her actions now, exactly. present day. And okay, you should focus goodbye. on that rather than try to be funny and try to be shady. And- <laughs> you should focus on that. Uh, you should focus on your divorce instead of trying to be... <laughs> literally come on now (laughs) moving on so then we see candy you know hanging out with their family they decide it's time to wash riley's car and they kind of talk about how she they talk about how she's transitioning to college and how she's going to where is she going Mm -hmm. nyu which i mean shout out to you riley come on um and they talk about (laughs) basically the price of the school and how it's going to be a lot and this is where we get into the what people might see as storyline, but then they start talking about Block, which is Riley's father. And they talk about how they recently, I don't know what the specifics are, but they recently did paperwork so mm-hmm. that he has to pay them. Well, apparently the dad called Candy and was like, why are you acting like a broke bitch? Like, you know, you have the money for school. And it's like, sir, you have not been in Riley's life all this time. And the least you could do exactly. is get money for her fucking education. And you can't even do this. Oh God. I don't know. what. How did, I think- how did you see this? I was like yeah we know she's not a broke bitch yeah she knows she's not a broke bitch she's making money off of Ed Sheeran's shape of you of course she's not a broke bitch okay she but you time and time again have not provided and I liked Riley's point of view she's like yeah you could pay for it whatever but my dad has a he wants to be involved be involved will be involved like this I'm asking you for you do it i don't know i i was like we know candy's not a broke bitch but i did find it funny that she was like it's gonna be expensive and i was like candy it's not gonna break your paycheck okay it's not yeah, gonna break like, your how many people account. do you have on your girl bye <laughs> like but i mean no it's like her money she works hard for it she shouldn't have to be i mean i don't want to say wasting it but it's like yeah because she's not but it's like um damn broke dad he needs to come out and help especially as she said in her confession if he's out here driving new cars it's like come on exactly you're a clown help out kenya and not kenya um (laughs) then we see candy and cynthia and they visit um the swamp to see kenya's construction because she's working on a pool (laughs) which it's almost like she's getting it in like just out of spite she's like mark didn't want a pool so i'm gonna get a pool it's like again immaturity is its finest it is what it is (laughs) Um, they talk about how she's dealing with the separation with the whole, again, just her mess of a relationship. And Kenya, I don't know if you noted it, but Kenya says that the reason they've been separated for 10 months is because of COVID and quarantine. Mm -hmm. And it's like, you a damn fool. You a clown. No, you need to stop. This is not the reason why you guys are having relationship problems. (laughs) She's like, and we were going to marriage counseling. He was doing this. And I'm like, 
It's just, it makes no I'm sense. I'm so mean. So stupid. But... After that, we see Cynthia and Mike talk about their wedding. A lot happened in this conversation. I was kind of dozing off because Cynthia's being like, I don't know. She, I don't know. I don't want to say she's being stubborn, but it's like he's telling you, you know what? If we have to get married now and it's just the two of us, it is what it is. It's just like, no, I deserve this. At my last wedding, I had problems with Peter. I had haters and I want my families and my family and friends to be here. And if we're postponing it, then that's better. And it's just a bunch of nagging. And how did you see this? I was like, girl, no, it seems like you want the wedding more than the marriage, like more than the marriage. He had a good point. He's like, who cares about all these people as long as it's me and you. And I was like, yes. she wanted to be, she wanted to understand like, her point I, of view. She's like, I, I, I care. I'd rather have the party. <laughs> To me, it's like, yeah, your first wedding with Peter, but that's kind of like an omen, girl. Like, we already knew, okay? You you should have stopped that wedding before Which, it even happened. Did you happened. see she's suing him? She's suing Peter? For one of the businesses they were working with together. Oh, like, gosh. She wants her money back. A mess. Uh, <laughs> fucking Peter. I haven't heard about him in a while. Um, She, to me, it's just like, girl, stop. As if, as if you can't have the party later, like... Why can't you just get married now and if have you're the party listening, later? Spoiler alert: She had the party. It happened. I think you know, ten, ten, twenty. Um, there was, I believe, two hundred fifty yeah. people there. According to Giselle, <laughs> people were taking off their masks. Um, a lot of people were there, and it's funny because production shut down two weeks after that. I'm not saying people caught it, but because I don't know if you guys <laughs> have heard, but production is still going. They had to stop it and. I guess they're going to stop filming because they're currently still filming the season. There's, I believe. I was going to, yeah, I was going to say, it's funny left. that they're, that like they're still ending. fucking filming and yet the season's airing. <laughs> and I'm like, uh, they're going to be scrambling. They're going to be exactly. scrambling. Exactly. They're going to scramble for a finale. I can't wait and see. But um, <laughs> wrapping up, we see that Portia is still in Kentucky. She's protesting. Eventually she gets arrested and Candy decides to visit her steakhouse, which, spoiler alert, it opened up, I believe, last week or the week before. Um, Good luck trying to hold up a business during quarantine. COVID, yes. Um, Cynthia calls her. She FaceTime Candy and she's like, did you hear about Portia? I hope she's okay. I did find it like, I was super happy. Like I, I'm dumb, so I can't come up with a lot of adjectives to describe, you know, <laughs> to use the word happy. But uh, I was super happy that they were both talking about how proud they were of her. And they were yes. just like, you know what? She's putting in the work. We love that for her. We love that for just the cause. And we're super proud. Um we see the scene or like we see like a cut scene and it says that after being in jail for 13 hours um her and 87 protesters were finally released you know yeah you made it out alive that sounds horrible to say but i mean it's the truth you don't know what could happen being black and being taken to jail prison like white people are fucking crazy cops are fucking crazy mm-hmm. and it kind of ends with the producers asking her so what was your biggest takeaway from the whole experience and dealing with everything and she says that she's gonna do it again and it's like we just i just i i'm just i'm not at a loss for words like, yeah, exactly i don't like know she's she doesn't get like to me it's like powerful i'm just like yeah she's what do you want her to say like what do you i'm like yes bitch more power to you which and, again spoiler alert sorry it. to cut you off but she got arrested again after that yes she got arrested. Doesn't she get arrested a couple more times? I think so. Yeah, she. I'm telling you, she was putting in work. She wasn't just saying about like she wasn't just talking about putting in work. She was putting in the work. Um, and I'm like, it makes you like as you watch her, it makes you feel like powerful. Like yes, bitch. Like yes. So, 
more power to her. Like you said, Candy and Cynthia talking about how proud they are of her. I was like, yes, I love that you guys are like saying this because it just, not that she needs validation, but it just makes it even better. Like it's, it's going to sound lame, but it, I think it's just the fact that they're showing love. Like as yeah. much as I love the drama and I love the shade yeah. and whatever. No matter. Be happy knowing that they're like happy for her and that they're proud yes. of her. No matter how much like um, bad blood is, was between them, whatever. They, they're proud of her. Like they know that she's doing a good job. So I like that. And I don't like that in the season, they're going to try to like diminish or invalidate. Oh, not them, not Candy and Cynthia. But like we already know who I'm talking about, Kenya. She's gonna try to invalidate or diminish what she's been doing with the movement, with the Black Lives Matter movement, all because of something that happens in fucking Miami. Like ridiculous. <laughs> <laughs> like as if having sex correlates with the Black Lives Matter. But like, what, bitch? Get a oh, life. <laughs> God. One happened in Charleston, I believe. But um. Oh yeah, sorry, me. Oh, like Miami. In Miami. They're traveling to Miami. <laughs> So I mean, because Florida's the COVID epicenter, so it's like, ah. Yeah, um, but um, no, yeah, I'm excited for the next episode because we're going to get to meet um, Drew Sidora, which is our newest edition of, you know, Houses of Atlanta. I was on her Instagram yes. live yesterday, or I saw, <laughs> and she was watching it. And something about her, I don't know what it is. Like, she, just from, like, the previews and interviews that I've seen, I feel like uh-huh. I'm really going to like her. She seems like she knows how to have a good time. She seems outgoing. Um, she seems like is she's she... close to Portia, so that makes it a thousand okay. times better. That makes it even better. I was just about to ask you, is she, does she have, like, allegiances to anybody? Yeah, I think, from what I've seen, I think she's really cool with Shamia, which we're going to be seeing this season. Love that. Of course. Um, she's cool with Portia, Shamia, and I think Cynthia, obviously, because I feel like that's going to be her. You know how there's, like, their little gateway of coming onto the show? or Yeah, whatever? so she's Cynthia's friend. Yeah, she's her friend. Yeah. Um, that's good. Okay. But um, that wraps up our recaps of Housewives. Hopefully, you guys listen to this. Something tells me that this is gonna be our lowest viewed or podcast <laughs> because episode because this is all related to Housewives. <laughs> which you guys are haters. Like, come on, we love Housewives. You guys should too. Get it's gonna into. be like this. I mean, it's gonna be like this for a couple of episodes because we have three different we love franchises that. to cover. So, oh love my that. gosh. Um, but yeah, the usual. Make sure to give us a five star rating. Make sure to follow me on my Instagram. All that good stuff, Daniela. Yes, follow me on Instagram. Follow my. See, I can't even speak. Follow my. Follow me on my Twitter. We need to do vocal exercises like Candace. <laughs> so, I hope you guys have a good week and. um Happy holidays. Happy holidays. We'll see you guys in the next episode. Bye. Bye.